Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. This episode is brought to you by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I'm your host, guys. I'm so glad to be uh, in your listening ear today. I've got a great uh, guest on the show today. Uh, Ryan Davis was served legend. Oh, shoot. I forgot my paint legend shirt. I meant to wear my paint legend shirt today. Uh, I feel, you know, when I wear that shirt in public, uh, part of me is like, yeah, I kind of am. And then the other part of me is like, these people don't care. <laughs> I love that shirt though. It's, it's comfy. Um, I'm super excited uh, for today's show. It's, uh, it's going to be a blast. We're going to talk a little bit about marketing today. Uh, before we jump into the show, I want to uh, let you know that this episode and all of our episodes of uh, Paint Ed can be found, of course, online at uh, you know Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play Store. But if you want to watch the video, I recommend downloading PCA Overdrive where you can get 500 plus hours of video content, $5.99 a month. It's $5.99 a month for members and free, uh, or it's five, I'm sorry, it's $5.99 a month if you're not a member. But if you are a member, you get it for free. In fact, you get a bunch of stuff included in your PCA membership. Uh, the thing that I'm super excited about right now, what just dropped is the painter training level three. So you've got, you know, painted, you got trade best practice series, which has uh, incredible videos that is like a really great introduction to the industry. If you aren't using this in your onboarding process, bringing your people in, especially those new folks and giving them a sense of what it is to be a painter, uh, that sense of identity that comes with that. Um, and, and also just kind of a broad overview of what painting entails. Start them off with the Trade Best Practice Series. And then when you are deep in the thick of that, um, you know, when you're deep in the thick of it, go ahead and put them through Painter 1, Painter 2, Painter 3 training, where they're going to get really great instruction on uh, prep, on painting. I'm, I'm so stoked for this. It's all included in your membership. And there's even a learning management system where they can uh, dive in and get quizzed on those skills. And so you make that part of your onboarding process, your company's going to feel professional, your uh, quality of results is going to improve because everybody's on the same page. So many cool things. I love the PCA. I'll tell you what. Um, also, if you are not registered for Expo yet, Go to pcapaint.org backslash expo and register for the expo. It's happening in Albuquerque, February 22nd through the 24th. And so far, I've seen the guest list and there are some cool people going to be there. Uh, I unfortunately am not. I am uh, having a baby. So, um, I mean, I'm not hurt. Not me. My wife is. But that's the thing that's happening. Uh, the due date is right in those dates, so I unfortunately am not going to be there this year. I am having serious FOMO, uh, but don't tell my wife that because, you know, she'd be 
mad that I wanted to be there. And, and uh, I mean, I do. I do want to be at the birth, obviously. I'm making the choice. I'm going to be there. Obviously, I'm excited about that. But mm, I did not plan that one right. Uh, anyways, um, very excited. Go to pcapainted.org uh, backslash expo. Uh, register for expo. You're going to have a blast. Um, so you, you guys know this about me that, you know, marketing is something that I just have a lot of fun with. Um, I love creating content. I love creating videos. Um, I love orchestrating that process. And one of the things that I found was so difficult and frustrating as I was like coming up and building my first company, um, I would, I felt like I was doing a decent job of getting the leads, but then I'd get to the office in the morning and I'd have like 11 phone calls that all came in during the night. I couldn't get to them. I get on the phone. I'm starting to dial all these numbers. Nobody's getting me back. Presumably these are leads. I'm only getting like two or three of them to pick up the phone. I remember one time, especially it was like, it's probably like February and I was Whew, it was getting, you know, slim on the on the job list. I was trying to get hold of this lady. I probably called her 11 times before actually finding her in a place where we could schedule an appointment to get that job. And uh, I just found that there was so much of my good hard-earned marketing dollar going to waste because I wasn't able to convert the lead. And I know from just talking to customers that this is also a frustration of theirs. How often have you heard you were the only person who answered the phone? You're the only person who got back to me. And then when you get busy, you got too many leads going on. All of a sudden you become the person that isn't getting back to the customer. And that's, that's a place where you just don't want to be right. And so you got to figure out a way in your business to to or get organized and to maybe maybe there's some automation maybe there's some system maybe there's some, there's some steps in process maybe there's some people you gotta hire uh to figure out how to convert these leads because i can tell you that you are leaving a lot of money on the table if you don't figure this out i used to work at a uh online scheduling platform and one of the things that i learned um there is that uh about 40 percent of homeowners are trying to make an appointment for home services after business hours meaning they're calling you while you're at the dinner table uh trying to get a bid i also learned that uh when people leave a met that only 70 percent of people uh i'm sorry 70 percent of people don't leave a message when they hit the answering machine so if so do do the math on that real quick. You got almost half of your leads coming in at night when you're not answering the phone. And 70% of those aren't actually uh, leaving a message. So you don't know what they wanted. They could have been, you know, so you got probably about 30 to 40% of your marketing dollar just being completely wasted on having a system for conversion that doesn't work. <laughs> We got to talk about this. <laughs> Let's get this figured out. I'm going to bring on Ryan Davis to the show. Super excited to have him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ryan Davis with Service Budget.
Oh, shoot. I messed that up. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I tried to tee this conversation up the best that, the best that I could. Um, I think that you, you know, before the show, you mentioned that this has become a little bit of a, a passion for you. Where did this pain point originate in your company? Because I know that in addition to your services as a marketer, you also are a practicing contractor. Where did this pain point first arise and what was going on uh, in your life at that time? Yeah, that's a great question. So where this started really, so I was a commercial estimator for a concrete coating company. Didn't like, didn't like that that much. And I became a sales and marketing manager for a residential uh, painting company in Bakersfield. And I was doing in-home sales. I was running the Facebook ads. I was like, like calling the leads. I was doing everything for the company. And that's where it actually started. And I was like, man, like there has to be a better way for this. You know, we're generating four or 500 leads a month we're making, you know, X amount of, you know, dollars in revenue. I'm like, there has to be a gap here. Uh, so that's where it started at its, at its infancy. And mm-hmm. then obviously owning Cardinal uh, as well, um, being in the weeds there. Um, you know, there was, there was, there was a time where we were converting maybe 40% of our leads into appointments. And we got that to 70 to 75%. And it was tens of thousands of dollars uh, increased in monthly revenue without spending a dollar more. So that got me pretty excited mm-hmm. about, about the topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So you've been in the game for a little while now with, uh, you know, you had a job and then you how what was that uh, transition like in, from going working as a commercial estimator, launching your own business and then realizing, hey, I got a little bit of a knack for this marketing thing. Let me throw that on top of, of everything. Uh, how did that transition go and how, how are you putting how are you keeping it all together? But man, that's a lot of work. You know what? Um, I came home one day from, I was a sales and marketing manager for that multi-million dollar painting company. They were mm-hmm. doing probably 2 million in painting, a million dollars in coding. Um, and I just wasn't fulfilled. Like my entire life, I knew that God had a plan for me. I just didn't know what it was. Um, and um, I came home one day and I was like, to my wife, and I was like, man, honey, I think I can, I think I can do what I'm doing, like the Facebook ads and all this stuff for other painters. Mm-hmm. And she was in like, it, it, it was like, what? But I just felt this conviction that I could do this for others. Um, and so I turned that company into our first client, crushed it for him, learned so much because that business wasn't business for 40 years when I got there. So I got mm-hmm. to see so many foundational things, but also saw a lot of things that I wanted to improve on, like technology and systems and processes and culture and things right. like that. So I saw the problem, but saw the opportunity and I just feel like that conviction was laid on me to, uh, and I almost felt Torlando that it was my duty, like to make yeah. that decision. Like I had the conviction and I felt like it was my duty to make the decision to start the company. Um, but I actually wanted to start Cardinal Concrete Coatings first, uh, but I didn't have the money to, <laughs> to get started there. Yeah, it was a little right. bit less uh, a barrier to entry for the marketing side. So, but yeah, I just felt the conviction and I just felt like I could make an impact. Um, and I felt like I was always called to, you know, to serve people and make a bigger impact. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I, I dig it. Um so so with this lead slippage issue cuz I cuz I've I've for a long time identified it as as a big issue, you know. And like I mentioned in the intro, uh worked at the software company where that's that was the name of the game, you know. We we're online scheduling software. And so, you know, those stats that I use, well, I use those all the time. I've got it committed to memory. I also know that things like um uh, online booking for one 
can reduce your lead slippage by 29%. And so mathematically, um, you know, if you, if you just start to play with your numbers a little bit, you can figure out real quick how much, mon- how much more money you could earn, you know, how much you're leaving on the table if you fix this. And since you have certainly dedicated a big part of your marketing practice to uh, improving the, the lead conversion, I want to really start start there and at, and start ask you some questions. Uh, but the first question, which I think is foundational, and it, and it may sound like a stupid question, I don't think it is. What is a lead? Okay, because <laughs> because it, it, it can mean different things. What I want to start by defining a lead so that we all have the same idea of what we're talking about here. And I love that. Um, and by the way, I love I love the way you position everything. Um, it's 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 awesome. So, you know, being a home service CEO or owner, if you will, um, that I actually we're getting ready to exit Cardinal right now um, oh, for, nice. for seven figures. But um, so you know, I'm going through a lot. I'm learning so much. I've had eight and nine figure mentors. So this is an amazing question. Um, a lead for me is anybody, like literally anybody that expresses any amount of interest in anything I have to offer. <laughs> okay. Like pretty broad. 100%. Like, yeah. um, before I got into marketing, I was, I was in sales. And so for me, um, like at Cardinal, we provide 20 to 25, um, highly qualified, um, appointments for our salespeople. We have five salespeople right now. And when they wake up on Monday morning, boom, there's four appointments today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they want to work Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's very company provided lead oriented where they just go from their home to appointment, appointment back to home. I need them to close 25 to 50%. Um, right. So for them, that's a little bit different. What a, you know, what a lead is, is, but for me as a business owner, if anybody expresses interest and I have a team of salespeople, I can connect them and put them together. And then I am, I'm relying on my team to convert them through the process. But so for example, what I mean by that Torlando is if I'm in the gas station, and I have a installer wearing a Cardinal shirt and that person's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what do you guys do? Mm-hmm, that's a lead. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. and that's a very, you know, top of the funnel lead. That's very broad. Yeah. Yeah. Very top of the funnel, but that's a lead to me is now yeah. to get more specific. When I think that's, I think that's a, a good place to begin because um, I think a lot of people would define a lead as something a little bit closer to the bottom of the funnel. Somebody who is uh, basically booking an appointment, but I I, I actually agree with you. I think that I think a lead is much more broad because you have if you can capture them early, um, you uh, that's preferable to me. Capturing them more, you know, the earlier, the better, because what happens is that gives you the time to distinguish and separate yourself from the competition so that they aren't calling other people to the bid. They're not getting three different estimates because right. they've been in your funnel long enough to where there's no question as to who they're going to call. It's just a matter of when can we afford mm. this company, right? So, so I'm, I'm with you here. The, the question, you know, then becomes, okay, how do we get this lead to get closer and closer to the, the process, to the point of where they, in my vernacular, would become a prospect, meaning mm. that they have, uh, decided that they were going to allocate budget towards a project. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's a distinction. Yeah. I love yeah. that, man. Um, and it's a good point. You know, like um, if we do SEO, if we do Google ads, 
those people are on a search engine. Like they premeditated, if you will, went to Google and were like typing in cabinet painter near me. That person right. lowered down the funnel. But if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, that person didn't just wake up out of the blue and do that. They might've saw a Facebook ad from you. They might've saw a, um, a trailer wrap or a billboard uh, or et cetera. And somebody else's top of the funnel marketing has gotten a click and a lead for you. Um, right. So I think that you know SEO, Google ads, referrals, like these bottom of the funnel leads, um, they have you know a, 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 a shorter sell cycle versus Facebook or Instagram or TikTok leads or something like that. It's a little bit longer sell cycle. And usually they're not ready to buy today. They're trying to buy tomorrow. Right. But it's our duty as a business to convert them. And, and that can mean email campaigns. That can mean following up. That can mean so many different things. But I think it's um, like properly separating what those leads and prospects are and, and also understanding that just because somebody reached out and they said, you know, they're not ready to buy right now, doesn't make them a trash lead. It means that they're in our pipeline. I'm going to mm -hmm. nurture them every couple of days or every week and they will buy from me at some point. Um, right. They're going to get, you know, some home improvements done at some point. Totally, totally. So, so walk us through this this plan to to improve our our ratio. I understand that you have a a, a system to get somebody from lead to booked appointment, and I and I want to know what that is because I because I always want to improve myself, and I know our our audience does. What is what's the plan? How do we how do we improve this? Love it. What's the plan? So number one, um, I have a mentor. Tommy owns a large nine figure company. Um, and, and home improvements. Yeah. He and was just on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. on the show about two weeks ago. Time okay. Um, so Tommy is my mentor and a friend of mine. Um, and he uh, has told me that 30%, he, he tries to get 30% of all of the inbound traffic to convert online through, um, I think he uses um, schedule engine, but um, there's like drip jobs, there's all types of softwares that you can use, but um, he uses like schedule engine. So 30%. So let's say you get a hundred leads. You know, he's mm -hmm. shooting for 30% of those 100 leads. So 30 leads are going to book themselves online. Um, that leaves 70% of people that are going to call in, email, form on your website, Facebook lead, whatever it is. So what I realized was starting the marketing company. And again, this originated at Steve Holloway Painting um, when I was doing everything myself. Um, but when I started Cardinal, it was even more prevalent. Um, and mm -hmm. as we scaled the marketing company, getting a lot more clients, because we have 20... I think 26 employees now at the marketing company. So mm. there's a lot of clients, a lot of data that we have. And I would say on average, most painting contractors are converting 20 to 40% of their leads into highly qualified sales appointments. Mm. And they're giving up too soon. And so I, I was like, look, we've got to develop something to serve these, these, these companies because we had clients cancel because they couldn't make sales. And I knew it wasn't just because of the leads were bad. Um, right. Also, because I because I experienced it at Cardinal. So like, you know, I had that same experience where I had a lot of sympathy and empathy for them. And I wanted to actually figure out how to serve them, you know. Um, so I actually developed a, um, I call it the nine-step appointment setting system. Um, and just to summarize real quick, it's set the tone, make a friend, learn more, get info, handle objections, set expectations, pulse check, tie down, set the appointment and confirm. And then there's a lot of automations behind it uh, with texts and emails, but it's this, it's this whole process because a lot of it too, Torlando is not just setting an appointment and then hoping my sales guy is going to close 50% of his appointments. But right. I want a price condition. 
I want to set expectations because I'm not sending my sales guy out to an appointment where the person's like, yeah, maybe I'm thinking about it. You know, like yeah. I need to tie down. Like this is a real right. appointment. Um, and so this process really helps to set expectations to provide a better, like world-class experience to your customers, but also set really good price conditioning expectations. So they don't think you're the cheapest in the market. Sure. Sure. So, so that's a, that's a lot of steps, you know, the, uh, Let's walk it through a little slower for me. Um, and it seemed like it seemed like it was kind of chunked into into different phases, right? Um, like let's slow this down. Do you, and and if you have, you, do you have a visual of this? Yeah, I'm gonna share it right now. Yeah, go ahead and share if you if you if you're if you're listening to audio, uh, we're gonna do our best to be descriptive here. But if you're watching, um, yeah, check this out. It's a little. Oh, he's got a nice, cute little graphic. So, yeah, you, you want to. <laughs> I'm check a marketer. This out. Everything looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so okay. So, step the, one, you say, is set the tone, right? So, what does that mean? So, setting the tone is, you know, most companies, if you call them right now, they go, "Hey, uh, hello," <laughs> right? <laughs> and again, I mean. I'm a 45-year-old nurse. I use this one because uh, I it's we get it so often. I'm a 45-year-old nurse. I'm a woman. I'm mm -hmm. busy. I could be a single mother. And I'm calling and I'm expecting a world-class experience. Um, right? So when I answer, yeah. um, so if you call Cardinal, it's like one of our main things is how can I make you happy today? Like, and we're joyful, mm -hmm. we're excited. So it's like, hey, this is Cardinal Concrete Coatings. How can I make you happy today? And I'm smiling. Right. Not, mm -hmm. hello, how's it going? Right. So like that's number one is set the tone. Yeah. When we go um, in our personal relationships. I'll tell like you, I'll, I'll jump yeah. in here real quick. Uh, people are surprised, I think, actually, when they get something like that. I was just at a house the other day and she she was like, well, this this process is a little different. I'm used to the 70 year old guy that charges twenty dollars an hour. But <laughs> so I think exactly. I think that they're used to, <laughs> they're used to something else. Of course, our listeners, you don't want to be the 70 year old charging 20 bucks an hour because you, you'll be 70 and still working. So, you know, get get yourself out of that mode right now. Uh, but no, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, yeah. just be professional on the phone. Right. Yeah. And a time. lot of times um, I hear, you know, um, so this will help you increase your sales closing rate. Right. I mean, this is all to make more profit, more impact, more freedom, but more revenue here. So um, literally setting the tone, taking control, um, letting, because the customers are coming to us, not so they can tell us what to do, but so we can give them an, a world-class experience. Um, so sometimes right. if you can just set the tone and be massively professional and serve the client, and remember, they're not serving us, we're serving them. It's our duty to mm -hmm. serve them and put on a show and be professional that you'll realize that you can actually charge more by just using this step right here, literally. Um, right. in Phoenix, we have probably 500 floor painting companies and why does Cardinal, you know, do $2 million a year or 2.2 this year when the average person is doing 200 K a year? Like, why is that? I'm not special. Um, it's just because we have these things in place, um, to serve our clients. So setting mm -hmm. the tone is really just setting a world-class experience from the start. So, um, I actually have a, um, a pre-recorded, uh, message that goes out. So when they first call, it's like this, like awesome pre-recorded message. And then, and then they choose what they want to, you know, go to, whether it's production warranty or um, sales. So boom, I bring them in. And then, then I have our office manager or our, our setter answer the phone. And we just ask them like, how can I make you happy today? 
Well, I was calling to get a bid on a two car garage. I want to floor paint my comp, you know, my, my garage. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. That is so exciting. Hey, um, I want to let you know here, we're going to take care of you and get you that bid. Hey, but before we do that, could you tell me a little bit more about why you decided to call today? Like, so we're just massively professional. So that's how we set, we set the tone. First impressions sure. are everything, especially in personal relationships. So when you got your wife or when you met your wife for the first time, did your first impression matter? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it yeah, your best I use friend. My whole, don't tell her this, but I use my whole sales process. There's, I could, <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't doing this just on looks alone. You know, I had to use it. <laughs> exactly, man. Like, so these first impressions matter. So when you're mad, right. And I've been this way mm -hmm. when we're mad that um, the customer goes, well, why are you more expensive than, than a Torlando painting? I mean, I mean, you're Ryan painting. Well, I mean, like, how do you answer that? Like, how do you handle that objection? And so go yeah. back to the beginning, like kind of, I would say reverse engineer from the very beginning. What did your ad look like? What did your process look, look like? What did your text message say? And then when you first spoke to your customer, are you thinking that you're going to serve them or are you just going to make money from them? Or, oh my gosh, like, they're just like, like we have to remember first impressions are everything in relationships. Mm -hmm. And what this is, is a relationship. Right. So right. that's kind of right. how I set the, the stage there. Um, yeah. And then what you have to do next is make a friend. So as you set the tone and it should be um, a tone of control, not like like and like a negative control, but like, hey, mm -hmm. like if I'm going to charge a premium amount for my services, like I'm in control here. I'm going to let you know how we do it. You're not going to get lost in the shuffle. So when you set the tone uh, properly, that's that. You know, that's how you can let the customer know. Because sometimes when they first call, they're kind of making demands. They want to know the price right away. Whatever it may be, you have to take control. And sometimes we say things like this: Here at Cardinal Concrete Coatings, here is our process. So we let them know from the beginning, this is how this whole thing is going to go. So, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I think that premium buyers really enjoy a premium experience where the the company is in control a little bit. Um, and they're just, man, they're just getting served. And it's like, if you go yeah. to Mastro's, right? Like a nice dinner place, like they're totally in control, mm -hmm. right? They're like bringing things to you, right? You're not in control at all. You're right. just there and enjoying the experience versus you go to McDonald's and they tell you to go order your food by yourself, right? Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. kind of the experience that we're setting the tone with. Step yeah, two is I, making as I always, as, as I always tell, you know, folks, especially when, you know, looking at the overall marketings, you want to position yourself as the guide, you know, not the mm -hmm. hired hand. If you're the yeah. hired hand, then they're going to dictate the experience. And when they, when it goes off the rails, it's right. because they don't know the experience. They, they're just flying by the seat of their pants. And that's what happens when you are the hired hand, when you're the seven-year-old making 20 bucks an hour. When you are the professional, when you set yourself apart as the guide, they're going to come to you and they're going to say, well, we don't know. you you know, you're the professional, what do you think? And that gives you that, um, you know, that, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say power necessary, but it is a power to dictate a good experience, you know, and, and as long as everybody's being honest and benevolent, then right. that experience is going to be the best all the way around. It's not the kind of experience that's going to take advantage of your customer. It's the kind of mm. experience that's going to serve them well. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Another point before I go on to step two is in the marketing company, whenever somebody onboards, because uh, we're onboarding people all the time, right? So when they onboard um, and they're like, hey, um, 
yeah, I don't, I'm not going to do offers. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. This is how I'm going to do my marketing. I'm like, bro, you've hired the professionals to, to help you. Right. Um, but you're telling us how to do everything. So, I mean, at this point, you're kind of marketing. We're just, we're just clicking buttons. Like that's not a healthy right. relationship, you know? So right. same thing here with, with your customers. Like if they're telling you how to do everything. So you set that tone from the very beginning that you have a process that you're going to serve them, take care of them. Like, don't even worry. Like, and you have to use that tone too. Like you got to lower your tone. I'm like, I'm a very high energy guy. That's why I don't do these mm -hmm. calls. And I don't get the day to day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got to lower your tone and you got to let them know that you're going to serve them and that they're going to be um, really, you know, taken care of. Right. So right. Um, another point is I do not recommend that the owner of the company does any of this. <laughs> Because you're only going to convert 70% of your leads. You got 30%. You could be getting people that are you know upset as the owner. It's kind of challenging to, you know, call your leads. We run a coaching call for all of our clients um, twice a week. Uh, and there was a, a gentleman talking about how frustrated he was with trying to convert leads. I'm like, bro, it's because you're the owner. You have so many things you're doing. The last thing you want to do is hear, you know, every single customer and all the upset stuff. So, just a couple overarching overarching points there, but yeah, yeah, here is uh, make a friend. So after you set the tone, and again, these steps are like really quick. Like I only recommend this call is like five minutes. So these are like sure. really really quick. Um, so as you set the tone, that could be thirty seconds, and then you transition into making a friend. So small talk. So like what I what I did earlier, it was like tell me kind of why you reached out, right? So like I want to understand like why they're calling, um, and I and I want to kind of develop um, a quick connection. And because this is really a sales thing, um, this this lead conversion process is a sales infused thing. So I have to make a friend um, because it's hard to kind of get what you want when there's friction or there's there's like this this this, this atmosphere or this culture that um, is like negative or there's like friction. So you've got to make a friend. You got to lean in, and you have to be kind, mm -hmm. smile, joyful, things like that. Um, you got to find things in common. Um, so here in Phoenix, you know, we ask them, Hey man, totally understand that you have a lot of cracks in your, in your garage floor. Um, totally understand. Actually, that's one of our biggest calls that we get is to repair cracks and make the floor beautiful. Let me ask you a question. What, what was going through you and your husband's mind, um, and kind of in your life before you called, like, why are you trying to solve this problem? And they're going to open up to you. Right. And then you're going to be able to find connection points. And it's our duty in this process to connect. And remember that this is a human being that has a heart that's beating. They have a mind, they have emotions, and it's our duty to connect with them. And I think that's really important mm -hmm. for this process. Make a friend and to connect here. Find yeah. things that are- and I think more, yeah, and I think more, more important than following a, a script on this one is to have that mindset mentality that this call they will be your next friend. And to remember mm -hmm. that, you know, throughout your career as a, as a painter, that, that you are, you know, you, you're probably no stranger to walking down the street, seeing a past client and, you know, just having a, a great, joyful, you know, experience. I, I remember um, this was uh, maybe, maybe not quite a year ago, probably nine months ago, I was at the gym and I was just working out at the gym and one of my former one of my earliest customers popped in and she's uh, she's actually a state senator now uh, she was not when i painted for him now she's a, a senator she comes in 
her her face lights up and she she gave me a, a huge hug and uh and we were just like oh my gosh how are you doing how are your kids how's this how's that because we have become friends you know and we have we do have that relationship and and i think that being authentic just in your your mindset like i the this is a potential friend here and and having that just that authenticity in your in the way that you are even answering the phone is going to make it more genuine more real um and and you know honestly i mean i think a script might help you the those first couple calls but like after a while you got to really get into the groove and recognize that no this is going this is actually going to be your next friend yeah that's such an amazing point and that's and that just speaks to the service that you guys provide over there um and uh you know like another kind of like thing that you can do is you know, ask them where they're calling in from. Oh, I'm calling in from Santan. Oh my gosh. Like, like you got to be genuinely interested. Oh my gosh. Santan is blowing up. How long ago did you move into Santan? Oh, we just moved in from California. Oh my God. You're from California. I'm from California. What made you move to Santan? Like, and we're just like, oh my gosh, like we're so connected. Yeah. Being um, real. Yeah. yeah. Being real, like being interested um, in your customers' lives. Um, and then you can ask them, man, Santan's blowing up. Um, man, Dude, the home values are crazy. Like, so you're just digging in and you're chunking down, um, and uh, people will be into that forever. Like, have you ever gone to a uh, a coffee shop um, and they're like, real quick, like, here, what do you want? Boom, boom, boom. But other people, mm -hmm. like, when it's kind of a long wait, they're like, so what do you got going on today? And they're like, they're very conversative. Um, that's that's what we want to do here: is make a friend, build a connection, build rapport. Boom. Um, because how are you going to lead somebody if they don't like you, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we transition into learning more. So we're going to set the tone. We're going to make a quick friend. And then we're going to learn more. We're actually going to care and discover about why they're calling. We're going to understand their pain points. Um, a lot of times this is skipped where it's like they call in. I'm like, here's our solution, right? Oh, mm -hmm. here's the problem? Solution. And it's like, do we actually know their problem? Like, yes, they called in to get their cabinets refinished. But why? Like, why would you actually pick up the phone and think about investing into your home like this? I want to know deeply and the stories you'll find like literally like that 45 year old nurse could actually be insecure about her um her father-in-law what her father-in-law thinks of her because her cabins aren't beautiful mm. like that is reality guys or the yeah. man of the house could feel insecure because his facial board looks like crap and he's kind of he's trying to keep up with the joneses um, from his buddy down the street that has a razor with a perfect house like right. we don't really know these things like this is what humans go through um, so yeah. there's all types of dynamics here. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So you're not selling appointment here right now uh, and not the service here right now. You're just trying to learn more. It's a discovery phase. So when they tell you, uh, yeah, you know, I just wanted to get a bid on, on my, you know, on my exterior uh, paint. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Okay. Well, great. You know what? I, th I think I come out there on Tuesday. Like there's like, there's no, and then we wonder why we can't close 50%. And why we can't, you know, increase our average tickets, and why don't why they don't give us a referral? It's because we don't really know their problem. We don't know their pain point. So you got to chunk down. So that's the whole point here is chunking down and understanding a little bit more about their project. And when they tell you that, I chunk down even further. Yeah, you know, mm. yeah, I had these these cabinets. You know, I bought this home about four years ago. Never really liked the paint. It was kind of that, you know, new home finish that wasn't really great. Okay, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And like, how does that, you know, going through that process, Mr. Customer or Mrs. Customer, like, how does that make you feel 
when, um, you know, as you get into the holidays, how does it make you feel um, right now? Like, and you might think, well, like I'm never going to ask, ask those questions, get deep here because what we need the yeah. customer to expose to us, if you will, is their deep pain points of why they're calling. Cause this is how people yeah. buy. They get emotional. Um, and it actually is a way to um, get them to pay more. And again, we're not being unethical here. We're just trying to actually understand why our customers are trying to solve this problem. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and the more that, yeah, the more that they share with you, the, the more that you can kind of customize and tailor your services to their needs. And exactly. you know, I've, I've gotten into situations, you know, sales routines in the past where I've maybe even felt like I was in a little bit of a rut where I'm doing the same old song and dance. And yeah. uh, that, that's not what they need right now. You know, they, they actually need somebody that's just listening to the things that they're going through, the things that they want and, uh, and responding you know, appropriately and genuinely. And I think thinking of this phone call, this initial phone call or this initial contact as a discovery is a really helpful way to frame it. Because again, there is this element of, uh, you know, is it the right fit for us? Mm -hmm. And when you can have exactly. that type of mentality, when you're selective, um, that's where I think you really start to excel as a uh, you know, in your sales, because people, they're, they're not smelling the commission breath on, on you. They're, uh, you know, they know that this is just a genuine, real thing that you're, you're just trying to help. Yeah. It's all, you know, that's an amazing point. This can also be used to disqualify. So, um, sometimes, you know, at Cardinal, when we do floor painting, they're like, you know, as we're learning more, they're like, yeah, um, I'm, you know, I'm actually like, I, I don't give a crap about high quality stuff. I'm just trying to make a quick Band-Aid here and I'm going to be selling this thing. It's like, okay, fantastic. And then I can stop the call right there. You know what? Because I'm not going to send out one of my guys to go, you know, bid this project or, you know, provide a quote for 45 minutes at the home when I know that. So now I can say, hey, yeah. you know what? I know yeah. actually this company, they actually do exactly what you're looking for. And then you can develop relationships with contractors. So like you actually can build your business through understanding your customers. I love that point of disqualifying as well. Um, so it's a very important part. Um, that's going to be like one of your biggest sections because when they answer it, so, sometimes they give you a, like a one sentence answer, like a, like a just a quick answer. They want to move on. They're busy. Yeah. And again, you got to take control of the conversation and chunk down. So when they tell you, yeah, X, you got to chunk down. I mean, I believe you can chunk down like 10 different times and then truly understand uh, who you're actually working with and why they're trying to um, improve their home. Um, and you'll learn so much about, I mean, you'll learn so much about your customer if you actually genuinely ask them these questions um, in, in yeah. step three here. All so right, step yeah, four. Let's, yeah, let's keep going here. This is good step stuff. Step four is a little bit more practical. Um, so this is where you get a little more practical where um, as an admin side here, we need to get everything necessary to have a professional uh, appointment. Um, so at this point, um, I want to get... Again, they submitted their information and the way we do our marketing is their preposition, like all the text, the emails, everything is saying, you know, enter your information to get a, to, to schedule a free quote appointment. So we always use the word appointments. Like we're not just saying, Hey, um, put your information in uh, to get a bid online. Like we don't do that. There's plenty of companies that do virtual estimates. We do a little bit of them, but we, we preposition everybody, um, that I want to come out there unless it's like a, you know, like a virtual opportunity, but, um, 
So yeah, right I don't, here, I'll, I'll just plug real quick. You know, I, I don't mind virtual, um, especially when it seems like the person is trying to get a ballpark price. And, and yeah. in that learn more phase where you're kind of, um, it, it's, it's, it's a qualifying thing. You know, it's like, well, yeah. are you looking for a ballpark price today or are you ready for an in-home estimate? And if they're looking for a ballpark, then you can save time by uh, putting them through a virtual process, which, you know, you can sell from, but you just have to recognize that a lot of those folks are there. They have no idea what the price is. Uh, they're going to be shocked by it. And um, it might just be a next year project rather than a this year project. They're just a little wow. bit earlier in the funnel. They're not quite ready. So I, I don't yeah. mind the virtual, but, uh, but I get your point. You want to send your salespeople out to people who are qualified and ready and want to be able to provide that qualitative experience. Yeah. And, it, and in step three, um, our, our setter understands like if it's going to be virtual. So we do a bunch of virtual as well. Um, and we have one salesperson that does all the virtuals. He's, he's like really, really good at it. Um, and usually it's like, you know, if they're too far away, like there's like, there's like, you know, specific reasons why we would do virtual. Um, mm. And um, we, he wins almost every single one of them. So like they're moving in from California or some state. Uh, we have a lot of mm. snowbirds here um, that are not even here to like receive the estimates. So we do that virtually. Um, and he, and like there's a whole process for that. I'm actually going to be putting on a training about virtual estimates um, as well. But the next stage in the process here, uh, assuming it's an in-person here, um, sure. would be step four, which would be get the info and it, it's got to be accurate here. So we want to get all the details um, and, um, this also kind of pre frames their mind that we're massively professional. So, um, how many times, well, I guess I don't have a live audience here, but I would, I would bet people would raise their hand right now that they've experienced a lot of times where they show up to the home and they're like, Oh crap. Like I don't have the gate code or like, Oh shoot. Like, right. I guess I don't have the right phone number. Cause that was like the work phone number. Like, so this is a, you know, a time right here where we're getting everything necessary from an admin perspective so that our sales team can have the least amount of friction during that appointment as possible. I don't want them stressed out um, or getting kind of any anxiety going to the appointment, not having the gate code or the right phone number or the right address. Um, here in, here in, <laughs> in Phoenix, there's like all types of like avenues and place and it's easy to get confused. So we want to make sure that we have the all the proper details for the appointment um, here. So that's a quick phase there. Step five is any objections. So this is like, um, and again, this is, this process is pre-framed for in-point um, in-person appointments. So, just understanding that this is an in-person here. Um, but you know, if they want a ballpark, so if I'm trying to set an in-person appointment and they want a ballpark, uh, there's a couple ways to approach this here. So I have a rebuttal one, and I have a rebuttal two. And there's um, obviously a couple other things that you can do in here. But rebuttal one, so I only want a ballpark estimate. Um, for us at Cardinal and, you know, I would prefer to go out in person. Again, we do probably maybe, I don't know, 10 to 15% virtually. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to go out in person. I noticed that we get higher closing rates, higher average tickets, all these different things, more reviews, more referrals, more repeat business. Um, so there's a whole rebuttal for this on how um, I only want a ballpark estimate. Um, and then there's one for I only, I only want a ballpark estimate rebuttal two, which is a different frame of mind, which is more education-based on why we want to actually go to the appointment. The first rebuttal is actually um, just more direct on why we don't do ballparks. Rebuttal two is more um, education-based on why we need 
Uh, and this is floor painting too um, on this rebuttal mm -hmm. too. So we're measuring. There's so many things to you know to cover that it's you know yeah. it's virtually impossible to do some certain ones. So a lot of times they'll call in and they've got massive cracks and there's potential moisture issues and all these things. It's really impossible to give them a proper bid over the phone um, for those. Could be like a massive big home where they want fascia board, they want you know all these different things. It's like it's impossible. So you have to educate them on your process and kind of reiterate your process to them. Um, and then there's also another one where they don't want to waste your time, right? When they tell you, hey, you know what? I don't think it's best you come out here. I don't want to waste your time. It's really an objection. It's like, it's not actually true. Like they would actually, everyone makes time for things that they want to make time for, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have to do a dentist, everyone makes time for the dentist, right? Uh, because you, because your tooth hurts. So what I try to, pre-frame our companies that we're massively professional. We're not just Ryan's painting or Ryan's coatings. Um, and, you know, like we're actually cardinal concrete coatings. We have a massive, awesome professional team and they're professional. There's processes in place, uh, which yields higher tickets and all these different things. So when they say these objections, I don't want to waste your time. That's just an objection. Like it's not a real thing in my opinion. Um, they, they would love to quote, quote, waste their time by going to the mall and looking at Apple products for an hour and not buying anything, right? Like they'll waste their time mm -hmm. for that. Um, but they won't waste their time for you. No, it's because they just think that like they can get the quick answer out of you. Um, so I think we have to take control and make sure that they understand that we're professional um, and let them know, Hey, we completely understand. And we appreciate that. We would never want to waste our customer's time um, or our team members time. We do have qualifications and purposes for an appointment. So we're actually being professional and we're communicating to them we're not getting upset. That's the biggest thing with all these objections when you get on the phone mm -hmm, is I think mm -hmm. notice is they take it so personal and they get like yeah. defensive. Like it's okay. Like just, just communicate with the customer. Like just talk to them in a healthy way and you'll be surprised that they will actually communicate right back with you yeah. <laughs> and uh, they won't get upset with you. Um, another yeah. objection that we see is they're not ready to move forward on the project right now. They're just trying to get um, an idea to see how much so they can plan later. Fantastic. Like, but what does that actually mean? Like, would they actually do it now if they were educated and they had an amazing experience, um, amazing presentation, they got to know you more? Um, would they, like, can we shorten that sell cycle? So this is a common top of the funnel lead. This is the top of the funnel lead. But I believe mm -hmm. this is an objection. I think predominantly when, when, when customers say this, like, oh, I'm not ready to buy right now. That's why I think when we ask those questions, sometimes we give them an out. So like if we ask them, mm -hmm. hey, are you, are you trying to buy now or 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 a couple months in? What you'll realize is if they tell you, oh, I'm not ready to buy right now. I was thinking about doing that maybe in summer of next year or I'm not ready to buy right now. And then what you'll realize when you follow up with them in a month, they're like, oh, no, I already bought. It's like, but you told me that you were going to buy in summer. Well, it's because they they actually got a hold of a professional company and that, and that company took them all the way through the process, went out there and sold them. Um, I mean, there's been so many times. No, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, this is, you know, I, I almost, uh, you know, advocated for the objection before we went into this section by saying, you know, virtual estimates are a great, you know, they're a great way to do it if the person is, you know, saying, oh, I'm, I'm really looking for a ballpark. And it's, and it's really for this reason, I mentioned it for this reason, because you know, I will get, I do a lot of top of the funnel uh, marketing because I really believe in getting to people before they get to Google. 
because I don't want to be in a foot race against my competition. Mm. But with that, I do get people who are just kind of on a whim, like, yeah, that would be nice to do, but I need to get a ballpark price just to figure out if we got the money in the bank or we don't. So then I can go talk to my husband uh, and try to convince them into it. Um, and, and my reasoning behind that has, has really been just a time thing. Like I don't necessarily want to commit myself to going out there knowing that it's just going to be completely, you know, out of the question. Um, but this is a, this is a, a counter argument. I think it's a fair counter argument. Um, I think that judgment is important and knowing that, that I can still close these from, uh, virtual doesn't say to me, oh, I got to throw out what I was doing, but it does right. say, well, think again, you know, let's, let's dig a little deeper when we're, you know, when we have these ballparks to figure out if it's, if it's, an, you know, where they're at, yeah. if it is realistic that they can, you know, move along in the funnel. Um, especially if you're offering financing, a lot of people who, who have are worried about that price, they can, right. they can get it now if they're, if they're willing to finance. So uh, the, this is interesting stuff. This is this is interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, I like it. it's very sales infused. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to infuse an objection. So usually when someone says sure. I'm not ready to buy right now, I'm just trying to get some some pricing information. It's like, yeah, what does that even mean? It's like, okay, so it's our duty to to like, okay, hey, I no do worries. believe that pricing right. is a little earlier on in the funnel than we make it out to be. I think a lot of people put the pricing all the way towards the end of the funnel. Uh, the sales process. Yeah. And I, I do kind of think that's a mistake because I do think you're going to be going through this, the, the process for a lot of people who just aren't, they just don't have the money in the bank. They don't have the credit, you know, uh, the, whereas people, I think buyers today, because of e-commerce, they're so conditioned to be able to do that research yeah. on their own, that the price has moved for like more top of funnel than it was before. I do believe that. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's an assumptive thing where it's like, look, you're calling in, like we're going through this process. And so I'm not going to like, you know, infuse an objection in the beginning um, on our website for Cardinal. We, like we've had the pricing for like all the ranges, all those things. So like, if they right. really want to, um, they're like, and they're like, they're like stopping us. Like, Hey, look, I know you guys got a process. Like I just want the price right now. It's like, look, most of the time when someone's like that, what I've noticed is they're not the right customer for us. Anyways, they, they, they cause problems to my office manager, all these people. Another thing to take to note here is if you are the owner and you're doing all the sales, then it's a whole whole different story um, because you're going to be in the in the weeds of the business, if you will, going out to the, the appointments, talking to all the customers that like all the bad noise. But when you have a team of five salespeople and all I need is for them to run 20 to 25 appointments a week and close 30 to 45 percent. I mean, think about that. They're going to literally get told no more than they get told yes but i'm sure. cool with that i'm totally cool with that um so i think that's a differentiation too of like you know what you're doing in the business what you're not doing and as an owner what you're willing to um to to go through now now if i was running these appointments all by myself i probably would have a little bit different of a process where i was more qualified like i was i was doing deeper qualifications up front kind of like ranges and because uh, my time was way more valuable but when I can just put these guys on the calendar and I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a lead conversion person, I have salespeople and all I, and like, I mean, at this point, it's just, it's just data. It's just numbers. Like it's a numbers yeah. game with this. 
you know, Tommy, for example, you know, hundreds of technicians, right? So, I mean, I want these technicians to run as many appointments as possible. And I just need them to close 30 to 45%. What's crazy is if a, a salesperson runs, let's just say a 20 appointments a week, right? Mm -hmm. 20 appointments a week times, let's just say they close 40%, 40%. That's eight customers. Let's say they're selling, you know, average ticket of $5,000. So eight times 5,000, that's 40K a week times 50 weeks a year. That's $2 million. But they got told, they got told no 60% of the time, right? right? But if I'm the owner and I'm doing that, I mean, I'm pulling my freaking hair out because I'm like, man, this person's telling me no all the time, this and that. And you, and so it's just, you know, as, as you scale the business guys, just remember that there's different processes and different kind of seasons of the business where you have to kind of tweak the processes or hire new people and infuse things. And the hardest thing as an owner um, really is letting go that you're going to hire people and they're not going to do the, like the job as good as you can and, and being able to accept right. that. So there's a lot of moving parts here with this, but um, when they're not ready, um, I just like, I just believe it's an objection normally. Cause it's like, what does that actually mean? And I'm telling you, there's so many times where the person told us in the notes that they're not ready to buy right now. And, you know, before we kind of pushed, you know, like this process in place, you call in a month and they were like, yeah, we already bought. And I'm like, what the heck? You said you were going to buy in four months. So there were so many times where that happened. So I stopped infusing that in the beginning. Um, mm. And I just had an opportunity to handle that objection. Um, sure. Oh, hopefully that guy's, hopefully that makes sense, guys. So step number six is really setting expectations. This is where a lot of companies go wrong. And I did this as well, is we assume that they knew the expectations. And so what I mean by that is how long the appointment's going to take, what we're going to go over. So, so we literally tell the customer. So um, like in the process right here, we tell them what to expect. And what's cool about this is when the salesperson shows up, the first thing he says after he does his, his quick intro, because I have a whole process for sales, but when they show up, they say, hey, um, did the office explain um, what we're going to be going over today? And they're going to be like, and so that's like, I like if they don't say yes, then we go back and we train. But the, the customers go, yeah, they did. Um, I know this is going right. to be X, Y, and Z. That's the best appointment. So what we're going to do here is we're going to set the proper expectation. So we're going to let them know how long it's going to take, what we're going to go over. So an example here would be, um, hey, hey, Torlando, super excited for your appointment. Um, I just want to give you some quick expectations of what to expect. That way you kind of know what, um, what kind of time to set aside uh, and things like that. So, and we're talking about, we need um, whoever's um, a part of the color decision process. So we don't say who's a decision maker, but who's a part mm -hmm. of the color decision process. Um, who would that be? Oh, well, um, that would be my husband. Fantastic. We'd love to have your husband there at the appointment. So once we schedule the appointment, I want to make sure that we have some time set aside for both you guys. I'm sure you guys are massively busy in today's environment. Um, so we're so we're talking like that with them. Um, we're yeah. letting them know this is going to be a 30 to 45 minute appointment. And we're going to go over um, all these different things. So we're going to actually check the moisture of your concrete. We're going to check the density of the concrete, just so we know actually what material to use in case that uh, we, we, um, we put your project on the books. So we're saying all these things and we're infusing, we're letting them know that we're serious about this appointment. And this is a real deal and we're going to be closing the deal on site. Um, and you're saying yeah. that kind of, you know, not passively, but you're just, you're being professional here. Um, and you're, you're not just like, I mean, it's the worst when you show up to an appointment 
and they're like, hey, you said this was going to be like an estimate. And now you're asking for my business. And and it's like, well, right. So we want to get away from that where right, we're not. Right, right. And they think it's just an estimate. And then we're trying to ask for their business. And now they're offended because we're asking for the business. Right. So what we're doing here in step six. Yeah. And I like that question of who, who's involved in the color choice, you know, that, that, that needs to be there because that that is a more. Um, well, it's more practical in my mind, you know, because it's like, well, yeah, let's let's start to take care of some of these things while we're there. And I think when you are asking, you know, who's uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, are trying to get at who's going to be making the financial decision. And they want everybody there, you know, that, 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 you know, screams of a hard sell at the, at the project, you know, but if you can kind of explain, Hey, we're going to, you know, look at some color options and, you know, we're going to discuss, you know, things that are important for everybody to be there, then I think it makes more sense. I mean, as a homeowner, I would be more, I would be more, you know, interested in, in coming to that if I knew that there was going to be some pertinent things being discussed there. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, if they say no, like like it's all good. Like there's no worries. Um, right. But you want to you want to ask for it. And you know, I understand. You know, it's not lost to me that kind of my practices are a little bit more salesy than the painting industry is maybe used to, um, where it's a little bit more laid back. I'm giving an estimate. We'll see what they say. Like, you know, I wouldn't say we're massively hardcore, but you know, um, we're just moving along at a different pace here. Um, but an example here to set expectations is like this. They're going to conduct a thorough needs analysis and measure your project so you get exactly what you want. They're also going to provide you with an overview of our products and answer any questions you may have right there on the spot for you. They're going to do a complete area condition report, and they're also going to bring those color samples along with you. So I'd love for Alex to actually be able to show you and your husband both, because I know it's a massive investment that you're getting ready to make into your home. But finally, Mr. Customer, they're going to provide you with an exact quote on the spot that's good for one year. So it's like, they're like, yeah, pretty clear. If they were not, they're looking for the cheapest thing ever. I'm telling you, this is price conditioning as well. You're being massively professional. Um, and so they're, you know, they're going to expect this to be more expensive than a completely different process. So through this process as well, you're not only setting expectations, but you're actually price conditioning uh, your customer. So that way they, that way, you know, you, I would say you get there, and they don't tell you this. Well, how can you so much more expensive? It's like, well, did you not go through this massive, awesome experience where I was handholding you through the whole thing? I have, you know, a person in place. I got paid, you know, so you don't have to over explain yourself because they already understand what's going on. Yeah. And I, and I think truthfully, a lot of homeowners these days aren't aware that, that our costs as an industry have gone up. You know, the cost of labor has gone up. The cost of paint has gone up. Um, general inflation has gone up. And so it is, I think I've noticed a lot of people who are, you know, like I said, the person last week who was like, yeah, I'm just used to the, you know, 70 year old guy who charges $20 an hour. It's like, well, that's not really, you know, the state of the industry so much. And the, and the people that are doing that, um, they're, they're just not going to be around very long. And so, yeah, you might get a a deal today, but you know, it really needs to be treated more like an investment. And, and I think that, uh, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, I think positioning your, your service more as an investment, um, like it takes this amount of building up, 
um, you know, the, the, the service that you offer. People aren't, you know, quite frankly, people aren't just buying um, a sales process, but the sales process is what is conveying the value of the overall experience with the company um, as well as the service that you're, you're delivering. Yeah. Amazing. Amazingly put. Um, I would say I use the word investment all the time in there. So um, also like what you can do when they first call in is, is, is you're saying something like this. So man, uh, Terlando, thank you so much for calling in. Um, what made you decide? Cause you know, maybe you were like, um, yeah, Hey, you know, I'm looking for, you know, a quote on my, on my home. I'm looking to get kind of my kitchen painting, my, my living room, and then maybe my base bars. Hey, fantastic. Man, that is exactly what we do. You've called the right place. Super excited about this. Before we go along in the conversation, what kind of kind of caused you to uh, consider making like this type of investment into your home? So I'm already pre-framing them that this is an investment. So it's a, it's a fantastic point. Um, what we do in step seven is we pulse check. This is where we tie them down. You can't just speak at somebody the entire time. You have to ask them through the whole process. How does that sound? Any questions on that? So you can say something like this. Um, do you have any questions on that um, before we, we move along? Give them an opportunity to say, yeah, I do have a question. Um, right. Because you want to try to handle some of these things. I mean, we don't want to handle everything. I mean, the salesperson's making commission for a reason. They're, you know, they're there to actually handle the objections and kind of serve the customer there. But so we're not trying to sell them on the, on the, on the project here. One thing to keep in mind, right. this person's job to make the appointment, not to sell the job. But I'm asking them, how does that sound? So when I ask them yeah. something like yeah. When I set the expectation and I say, how does that sound? And I say their name. How does that sound to Orlando? And they're going to be like, well, that sounds, sounds fantastic. <laughs> or they might be like, this, is, this doesn't really sound like, this sounds super expensive. I mean, that happens often. We're like, you know what? This sounds kind sure. of a little bit more than I wanted to pay right now. And I'm like, perfect, perfect. Because <laughs> I don't want to waste any more time here. But I'm not going to judge them for that. I'm not going to get mad and defensive and take it all personal. I might even recommend, you know, some guy that I know that's a little bit cheaper that might use cheaper mm -hmm. products or whatever. Maybe he's an owner operator. Like here, this is, this is what you're looking for right now. Um, so that's where you want to tie them down, pulse check them here. Um, and then step eight, you're going to set that appointment. So this is where you're actually going to set the appointment with them. Um, you know, try to get them to book it on their Google calendar. If you have a link for that, um, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to tie down the actual appointment, the day, the time also mm -hmm. infused in the person they're going to be meeting. So, and here we say all the time where it's like, so a Torlando, you're going to be meeting with Mike. Mike actually drives a white Honda. It's actually wrapped with our company brand. So when he pulls up in that, you'll see our big birds showing up. Super excited about that. Um, and again, I have, you, I have you down for Tuesday at 11 p.m. If there's any challenges of making this appointment, I know that your husband's going to be working. He can't make it. It's no problem at all. But if there's any challenges with you making this appointment, just go ahead and reach out. Like, so we're actually, we're setting that appointment with them. It's not just like this quick, like, thing where we get off the phone. Um, and again, if you didn't say it already, you want to try to ask for any decision-making uh, people and make sure that it's color related. So even in floor paint or house paint or wall paint, right. there's always colors involved. So make sure right. it's a color right. decision-making process like we talked about. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So yep. final step here, step nine, what do we got? So this is where um, we want to... Um, let them know that there's confirmation. Um, and this is where you have your actual email and your text um, um, kind of um, templates, if you will, or automation. Um, so sure. 
So you tell them, so we're going to send a confirmation text shortly. And what we do, like there's drip jobs, there's all types of softwares out there. Um, we, we have a private labeled version of high level uh, that we call service legend.ai. It's high level mm -hmm. and it's very, very cool. It's pipeline based. Um, we use a different software for our main CRM, but that's like our front end kind of tool. Mm -hmm. We just drop them in, uh, or actually in our software, when they book the appointment, when the setter books the appointment, it automatically sends them the confirmation and the, the show up campaign. So we massively mm -hmm. increase our show up by um, very specific show up campaigns from text, emails, voicemail drops. We have pictures of our salespeople. So we let them know this. I don't want them to just get it and not know. So we tell them, hey, we're going to send out a text shortly. Make sure you check your email um, and it's going to have the date, the time, everything. And again, I know your husband's not going to be there. So what I'd like you to do is go ahead and just forward this email to him. That way he's on board. And if he has any questions at all, maybe he can actually um, write those down. So that way you can ask them during the appointment. So we're just confirming and we're letting them know that there's going to be automation involved. Um, and step 10 is like a bonus. Uh, this is like a voicemail. Um, so this is literally uh, like just a quick follow-up campaign. So if, so if you download this or you see it on the, uh, on the actual, um, uh, like on Facebook being advertised, there's going to sure. be some bonuses in there. But I, we also have all of the text and email sequences in here. Um, That's awesome. And they're all in here. What we added in here to Orlando was the picture of the salesperson. So we have specific calendars for each salesperson. And in the, in the, um, in the emails and the text, it has a picture of the salesperson and a bio of the salesperson. Um, and so that, that actually increased our sales rates and our show up rates as well. Very cool. That's a that's a pretty tight, you know, system uh, when when followed. So, you know, real quickly here, if our if our listeners follow this kind of system or they just kind of put in place a system, what what do you what happens? What's the result out of all this? So, number one, why we do all of these practices, why we hire sales consultants, why we hire, you know, schedulers and why we take on all these expenses, you know, and invest our time to, to dial these things in is really to make more revenue, more top line revenue here, um, which allows us to have more profit, which then gives us more impact to make because we need money in this economic world to make some impact. Um, Absolutely. And then we will in, encounter more freedom because of, of the team we developed and things like that. So I would say the real winner here is the first thing is we're going to make more revenue. Um, a lot of times we have clients that come to us and they have plenty of leads already being generated and they've fired their marketing company because they think it was the marketing company. And I've just realized it actually wasn't them. It was actually just the business owner unable to convert the leads into appointments and then close those appointments and then increase their, their average ticket. So the real winner here to Orlando is we're going to make more revenue and we're going to be able to have more impact, more freedom in our businesses. Yeah. Yeah. That's real good. That's real good, man. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us. Um, if, if our listeners want to get in touch with you guys, where, where should we send them? So the best place to go is servicelegend.com. Um, you can uh, learn more about us there. There's all types of information. Um, also, uh, where usually people start listening to us is our podcast. We have the Service Legend podcast. You can find it anywhere and everywhere. It's on our website as well. And we also have our Facebook group. It's the Service Legends Facebook group. We're dropping a lot of content in there. And there's a lot of industry leaders in there that are helping answer questions and things like that. So... Yeah, that's a good group. That's a good group. Awesome, man. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. 
All right, there we have it. Ryan Davis of Serve Legends uh, giving us a, a full breakdown of that closing, uh, that lead to uh, estimate conversion process. Um, hyper detailed, uh, but doable, you know, and, and that, that download he that he shared with us looked pretty, pretty tangible, pretty specific. So cool. Um, you guys, uh, so glad to be with you on the show today. I've had a, I've had a great, uh, great time. I've learned a few things, you know, I, every show I always snag a couple, couple insights that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely using that one. I'm definitely, definitely using that one. Tell you what the, the, the piece about, who is making a decision on the color? I'm using that from here on out. That's, <laughs> that is so smart. Uh, thank you so much for industry sponsors. And uh, thank you to the PCA for uh, producing this show. Again, you can hear this show and see it on PCA Overdrive. Um, go to pcapaint.org to download it. Um, my book is, of course, out on Amazon. I, I uh, would love for you to get a copy of that. Let me... Let me, let me bring this this out as a visual so that you can see. Uh, I know I know Ryan has a copy, and uh, this this book is so critical in getting your production uh, on point. If you are struggling to get jobs produced on time and you're struggling to stay organized, you find yourself having to bounce around town all the time putting out fires. You need this book. It'll empower your people and it'll empower you to save time and make more money. Uh, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, my name is Torlando, and this has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.